Welcome everybody to Wrestling with Stooges. I'm Oscar, always joined by the one, the only, the legendary Timmy Tapout, Ooh, Tim Roth. What a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Timmy Tapout. He's never. He's, he only taps out. <laughs> That's all he's known for. He's tapping out. Always. So, what are we talking about today? Uh, I figure we start off with the biggest news of the week: the yes. uh, signing of one Jade Cargill to WWE. Yes. Um, they've been really promoting it big throughout the week. ESPN even announced it, mm. which is a pretty big deal. Um, I know on SmackDown, uh, Michael Cole talked about her like live on TV. Um, so they've been, you know, hyping her up big time. Yeah. So she's got a pretty bright future ahead of her. Yeah, possibly, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, uh, that she's getting the, the Royal treatment basically. And I feel like this is gonna keep happening to certain stars that cross over to WWE from AEW. Not all of them, but certain. Um, I think... I think this is a... I think this is... I would say it's a pretty big blow for AEW, right? Um, Because... And I don't know what happened that she asked for her release or if her contract expired i have no clue what happened i don't know maybe she didn't she wasn't getting what she wanted as far as payment maybe she wasn't getting um the opportunities that she wanted as far as like the actual aw women's championship i have no clue we have no clue no clue last time we saw her before she came back for her last match with aw she lost the tbs championship that was it now, in that time, I imagine Tony Khan was probably negotiating with her on a new contract. Possibly. I assume. Because all the rumors were, um, I would say, the second she returned to television for AEW, uh, to start promoting that match with uh, Chris Statlander, the second she showed up, the rumor was already, oh, she's, she's off the WWE. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that Tony Khan just couldn't, you know, couldn't hack it <laughs> with the, the co- with the contract negotiations, and uh, and and she's off to WWE, you know. Yeah, um, and that was the thing that I thought was odd because uh, she, so she was TBS champion, right? Yeah, for a very long time, loses it to Chris Statlander, and then she's off uh, TV for two to three months or something like that, right? Yeah, it was a while. And then she comes back for that last match. I just, I didn't really understand that. Like, I would have just been like, maybe they just wanted her to have a correct send-off because they knew that her contract was coming up and she probably wasn't going to resign. So I guess they just wanted to do right by her, which I get and understand. Um, But I just feel like she wasn't really used correctly. I mean, they treated her as a big deal. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of like on and off with her throughout her time with AEW and she, I don't know. I just, 
ever since she signed with WWE, even WWE posted like a video of her walking into the performance center. Yeah. Um, and I guess the debate now is like, does she go through NXT first or does she start on the main roster? I mean, when Michael Cole is announcing that you just signed with the company, it almost feels like you got to go main roster, right? I agree. Like, I would assume you start filming vignettes for her return for her debut on the main roster. But in the meanwhile, you know, she's out in, in Orlando at the performance center training, you know, obviously getting used to that, you know, WWE style of it all. But I feel like she already wrestled a WWE style, you know? So I think it's just now about, you know, making sure she's got all the basics, you know, uh, locked in. Um, but, um, for me, I think it's it's telling that uh, it's telling that you you said that AEW really didn't know what to do with her like she was on and off. I would agree. You know, I would I would say she really didn't have a memorable feud because the problem with her booking in AEW is that they only ever booked her as this monster. Uh, powerhouse that always won her matches, but th- she never had like an actual feud with somebody. And if she did, it would only last two to three weeks, you know, and then they would build up to the next challenger and the next challenger and the next challenger. But she never had a proper feud. Exactly. And know? like, I wanted to see her feud with somebody like Britt Baker or, um, you know, who else is, I can't think off the top of my head right now, who else is a big. I mean, you could have done stuff with Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Uh, Jamie Hayter before she got injured. Yeah. Soraya. Um, you know, there's, there's a multitude of names you could still have, you could have done something with, you know? But they never, they never treated her that way. You know, she was only ever this beast that always won, you know, this powerhouse that only ever won. But they never built up her character enough. They never built her up. In general, I feel like she had to do all of that her on her own with her entrances, basically, you know, because she didn't have um, she didn't have a lot of a lot of television time as far as like getting to know her character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to expose her as much, kind of like a Brock Lesnar, uh, somebody of that stature. But um, but when I look back on her career in AEW, like nothing really stands out to me as far as feuds go. Um, like other than, I mean, Chris Statlander was a very short, it was only, they were only had two matches and it wasn't really even a feud. Like Chris Statlander just showed up, took her title. She was gone or, uh, Jade went off for a couple months, came back and then lost again. So that wasn't really a feud in my eyes. Um, but as far as like Jade's opponents in AEW, you're right. Like nothing, nobody ever stood out to me. Like I can't pick out a match or a feud. Yeah. No. Um, but now, going to WWE, there's so many more options for her. Um, I mean, you got Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. I mean, so many dream matches there that she can have. And I'm I'm really excited about seeing her there. I think she's going to fit in perfectly, and she's obviously going to have a much better career. And I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it all depends on who her first opponent is, who that first real rivalry is with, you know? 
it depends if it's i don't know it, it, it just all depends on how they how she debuts and who that official first you know kind of real feud is because that's a lot of a lot of the i would say a lot of the you know the what determines your success at least in the short term is that first those first couple weeks you know winning matches uh getting the people to care about you that feud that first feud whoever it is it has to be somebody that that at least the people care about you know so i mean i would say if i had to pick anybody to feud with jade right off the bat i would say i would have to go with becky lynch Mm. numero uno now if, if becky lynch so that would mean let's say like because becky lynch as of now is still the nxt women's champion so she's been staying in nxt consistently uh the last few weeks does jade go straight to nxt and feud with becky do you think that was a um a move that was done on purpose knowing that jade was coming in and they were like hey let's send becky down to nxt as soon as Jade, as soon as we get Jade, we're gonna throw her right into the fire with Becky for the NXT Women's Championship. I don't know, but I don't know. See, I, that's why I could see this. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Need a drink. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That was just hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Laughing at my demise. <laughs> oh, man. My, my kidney Ooh. hurts. <laughs> Anyways. I, that's why I could see this going either way. She could go to NXT or the main roster. With Becky in NXT, that's why, that's why I could see her um, immediately going into a feud with her. Um, but yeah, like, um, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Take over for me for a second. (laughs) What is up with you? Um, uh, (laughs) I would say, uh, I don't know. It depends. Um, if she does go to NXT first, I don't know. I, I don't, there's, I don't think there's anybody down there that I could believably see beating her. There's nobody down there that I believe would be able to beat her. I'm sorry to a lot of the girls there. Tiffany Stratton, I feel like she's any minute now, she's getting ready to be called up to the main roster. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then everybody else, I don't know. Everybody else is kind of, eh, they're, you know, as, as uh, MJF would say, mid. You know, everyone's everyone's just right there in the middle. No one's... No one's really standing out, you know. That's what I was gonna say. I think I think Jade is too big of a star to not just immediately go to the main roster. Yeah, I feel like she would stand out too much in NXT, yeah. and I feel like they would recognize that really quickly, and they'd just be like, "All right, we gotta get her out of here." Like, <laughs> I mean, they're promoting her so big that like, not a lot of people tune into NXT. People watch Raw, SmackDown more often than not, and if people want to see Jade Cargill. They're probably gonna want to tune in to a Monday or Friday night show. Yeah. So 
that's my guess. I think she's going to go straight to the main roster when it's time. And as far as her, what I think her first feud is going to be, there's so many options. Also, you got to wonder, like, what show is she going to end up on? Because I can't really tell if they're still doing this draft thing. Because, like, like, somebody like Charlotte Flair is always on SmackDown. I never see her on Raw. Bailey's always on SmackDown. So I'm trying to think of, like, what uh, women on each show, like, I could see her. Because Bianca Belair is gone right now. I don't know. All I know is that I see her at WrestleMania in a huge match. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she goes to Monday Night Raw. I feel like there's I feel like there's nobody right there. I feel like there's nobody there right now that can match up to to Becky right now. I feel like I feel like Becky's on top. Rhea if if I'm being completely honest, even though this is a pro dom show. Remember guys, we're it pro is. dom. Pro dom, never forget. If 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 there's one thing uh, that I would be critical about is that Rhea doesn't have enough matches that I that I I always forget that she's the women's world champion. I always forget that unless she uses it to hit somebody. But I I always forget that she's the world the women's world champion, and she really doesn't have any. She she really hasn't been her her reign as champion is overshadowed just by her, you know, union with Dom. So it's like, I care about her, but not because she's the champion, but because she and Dominic are doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're fucking, you know, they're, they're the perfect stooges <laughs> of yeah. Monday, of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you know, well, that's the uh, thing too. Like who, who did she, when was the last time she defended her title and who was it against? Raquel Rodriguez. That's the other thing too. Like, I feel like they're not building up enough women on, that show like you have Ra- uh, Raquel Rodriguez which I'm not really like I'm not into her character or really what she does like I look at her she looks like a star just because of her height and her strength and all that but like maybe her as a baby face just isn't working for me like she's trying too hard and yeah she's trying too hard I feel like <sighs> this is coming from a Latino remember this guys I'm Latino I feel like uh, unless you speak in Spanish all the time, like if I were in WWE right now, like let's just hypothetically put it there that if I was a WWE superstar, I would not be doing this whole cutting a promo in English and then I cut a promo in Spanish. I'd be like, guys, you only get one. <laughs> you give me in English or you get me in Spanish. I ain't doing both. I can't speak both. I can speak both. I ain't doing both. Uh, you better be paying me extra for for the second for that second promo. Um, I'm not doing two because I feel like you're you don't get the I feel like the Latino audience uh, doesn't I feel like it, it, I feel like they feel it feels fake. Like I feel that it, it's fake. When Eddie Guerrero did it, it didn't feel fake. You know, because that's how he talked. You know, it, it was it was a mix of Spanglish. He never cut a promo once and then cut a promo twice. You know. It was always just that one promo where he went in and out of Spanglish, right? He never it was it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna cut this promo and then I'm gonna cut it again in Spanish. It was one promo. He mixed in the little bit of Spanglish to kind of kind of show that he is Latino. Rey Mysterio has been doing it recently, 
But back in the day, he didn't do it that much. He didn't do that often. You know, he just cut regular promos. He never, he never would dip into the to, to the Spanish a whole lot. He would, he would, but not all the time. But I feel like now everybody, if everybody's a Latino on that show and everybody has a promo that's a Latino on the show, they gotta cut a promo in English and then they gotta do it again in Spanish. And if it doesn't feel, it feels fake to me. You know, like I, like my dad. My dad is perfect litmus test for this. Whenever he's watching and they cut a promo in English, guess what? My dad speaks English. He got it. And then when he hears it in Spanish again, my dad's like, he's like, come on. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> my dad's like, we don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like guys like, like Ray and Eddie, like they had a lot of passion in their promos. That's and, true. And it was very like believable to where like you didn't really care if they were speaking English or Spanish, Spanglish, whatever. Like you were just, you know, hooked on what they were saying. And like nowadays, like Raquel or anybody else, like you know, whatever. Like I just don't really care. Like it's like look at Shinsuke right now, mm-hmm. right? That's a good yeah. He's doing all his promos in Japanese, and then he'll cu- and then he'll probably add like a couple of words in English just to kind of drive the point home. But like all of his promos now are in, are in Japanese. Like he would he would used to cut a promo in English, and then he would go into Japanese, and then go into English, and then go into Japanese. And I'd be like, dude, just go into Japanese and then ha- let's have some subtitles here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something or even better. I feel like he he would be per- he would be perfect with a manager to kind of um, kind of uh, whenever he's doing like the live interviews, like the live seg- like the live uh, backstage segments where he's talking in Japanese, have it like have someone speak for him. Oh, it's like, oh, this is what he said, blah, blah, blah. something like that. Sami Zayn. Remember the hype man? The hype man, Sami Zayn, yeah. <laughs> but probably someone that's Japanese. I don't know who it would be. But they would have to have, like, you know, really good English. Um, or speak, you know, English well enough that it's understandable. But um, it's, I don't know. It's just, like, Raquel, yeah, like, she looks like a star, but she doesn't, she doesn't give me the star vibes. You can look like a star, you know, give me the vibes. I agree. You know, I feel like I feel like she needs to go back to the drawing board. Either ditch the whole like I'm smile, like I come out and I smile, and you know, like you might as well just join the LWO at this point. <laughs> you know, it's so annoying to me. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but just yeah, it just <laughs> it's so annoying. But uh, but just yeah, it's just I don't know. Like it it doesn't feel real, and like look. If if that were me, I'd be happy to be there. I'd be smiling too. But me as a human being, just being happy to be there, ain't gonna get these people interested in me. I gotta I gotta come up with some kind of character. I gotta come up with some kind of hook. You know, I gotta come up with something to you know hook the audience in to my character. Her just smiling and then posing like I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. She just looks like she could be like a natural heel with her size and strength, like. She doesn't have that character where, like, you can show sympathy for. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. It it depends. She, I mean, you can, but she would have to go, like, the Stone Cold route, right? Like, Stone Cold. Face. But he never, he never came off as, like, this, like, sympathetic character. He would always come off as this, like, just badass character. Just come off as a badass. So ditch the whole, you know, smiley, whatever... I don't know. Transition more into a badass character. I would say change your wrestling gear 
You know, it's it's too. I would say like it. it there's nothing. I don't know. It's too nice. It's too pretty. I, I need something. You know, where uh, she needs to do something with her gear too. Something that's kind of rugged. Even if it's like, I'm not saying like. And I know people are gonna probably be thinking, oh, he wants he wants her to show more skin. It's like, no, no, no. It's not that. It's more of. Let's let's look at Rhea Ripley when she first debuted versus who she is now. Two totally separate people. Like when you look at Rhea Ripley then, you don't even believe that's Rhea Ripley. You're like, who the fuck is that? Rhea Ripley's twin sister? Like, <laughs> is that her? Is that her twin sister? Now you can tell you you when you look at Rhea Ripley now you see the character versus who when she first debuted was just this vanilla you know cookie cutter. You know, just run-of-the-mill women's wrestler, you know? You, you, you throw a stone into the, into the wild, and, and boom, there, there, there she is. A, a women's wrestler, cookie-cutter, just simple, nothing plain Jane, nothing interesting about her. But now, she stands out a little bit. So I feel like Raquel needs to find that thing that makes her stand out. I don't know. Yeah. She needs, like you said, she needs a little bit of uh, Stone Cold and like a Brock Lesnar. Just come out, kick some ass, don't talk. Yeah. Just stay away from promos as much as possible. No more smiling. No more smiling. I mean, she can she can cut a promo, but it can't be, you know, I don't know. It, it, the promos have to be just kind of direct and to the point, you know? Yeah. Just depends, you know? I mean, Brock Lesnar could cut a pretty decent promo. I mean. Especially when he just keeps him short and sweet and he just know? says something hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Paul. Paul, say something stupid. <laughs> exactly. Like, if Brock Lesnar could do it, anybody can do it. Um, so, yeah, I would say, yeah, they need to build up the Raw women's division so badly. Now, wait know? a minute. They got Nia Jax back. They got Nia Jax back. <laughs> you know? Who I never cared for at all, really. Again, is the situation. Here's the sitch with Nia Jax is that, like you said, I never really cared for her in the beginning when she f- when she first appeared on the scene. I, there's nothing about her that I'm like, oh, just because she's a little bit bigger. I'm not like, oh, she's a monster, you know. It's it's um, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Same, you know. You got to present her differently. I don't know. You got to do something different with her. Um, I don't know what, but you're basically just doing the same thing you did with her before. You know, so you're telling me they, of all the releases they had, they kept Nia Jax, <laughs> but they released. Well, she they just hired her back. You know, still. You know, <laughs> you never know. Oh man, but um, but yeah, I think um, I th- I think it's uh, interesting that uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting that like the raw right now the raw women's division needs help you know and becky lynch can't do it all on her own rhea ripley i feel like she needs to start something real soon because you know as as much as i love watching her and dom just just chill out you know and just sit back and relax on on you know in the ring and just you know just be them uh, you know as far as that women's world title is concerned eh, I always forget that she's the women's world champion. Yeah. They need you know? to uh, 
kind of make her like a monster again. Yeah. Because the last time I really cared about what she was doing was WrestleMania when she won the title against yeah. Charlotte. Yep. And ever since then, she hasn't really done much. So yeah, I think I think Jade Cargill could definitely add to the women's division on Raw. So hopefully that's where they plan on putting her. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, does Jade come up face or heel? I mean, she's definitely going to be treated like a face when she debuts. I guess it just depends on who she goes into a feud with right off the bat. Yeah. Because if it is Rhea Ripley, especially if the Judgment Day is still going, which I'm sure it still will be for a while, then she def- she would probably be the baby face, I would imagine. Yeah. Depends, yeah. I don't know. It's all up in the air. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, like I, like I said, that Raw Women's Division needs a needs a whole lot of help. You know, it's 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 the weakest it's been in a while. You know, I agree. I, I would even I would even say the same for SmackDown. Like they have all the key players, but you know, where's Zelina Vega? Where's where's Shotzi? I don't know. Uh, uh, it's just it, you know, there's it's always the same people, you know? Who's the who's the champion on SmackDown? Io Sky. See? I, I forgot who was champion on SmackDown also. Yeah, you forget sometimes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're forgetful, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, I would say right now, similar to AEW, uh, the booking of the women's divisions on both brands and on both com- in both companies is is, is just not stellar, you know, no. not stellar, no, no, not stellar, no, 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 it's not good. Um, but uh, in other news, so let's get into this because this is something that I, we 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 didn't talk about last week. It kind of I know I mentioned it before we started recording, and then I just forgot to mention it again. But uh, Kevin Nash tried to bury LA Knight by basically saying that Triple H even Triple H agrees that LA Knight's act is 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 this you know rock stone cold um uh, carbon copy and that you know he's he's a nostalgia act here's the pro- here's the problem with that comment and I wonder if you'll agree with me Tim you know who's you know who's cheering for him in those in those uh in in those arenas it's young people. It's not old pe- it is Obviously, there are older people that are cheering for him, too. But it's also a, a majority of younger people, right? And again, there's a lot of people that can do a stone-cold imitation, a rock imitation, and it doesn't get over. It doesn't feel real. With L.A. Knight, it feels real. That's the thing about it. Like, you know, Ric Flair, the, 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 like the nature boy Ric Flair, he, he stole a lot of his stuff from... Uh, I think it was a gorgeous, gorgeous George. I think was yep. was the wrestler. Like you know, again, like and, the, and again, Kevin Nash, Vin Diesel, whatever. Uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what, what was his character? Vin, what? Not Vin Diesel. It was just Diesel. Big, <laughs> big Daddy Cool. Big Daddy Cool. Okay. What what, what does a Big Daddy Cool do? Right. <laughs> you know, what, does he chill your Bud Light? You know. <laughs> Uh, what is, I mean, what does Kevin Nash know? I mean, uh, look, I respect what he's done for the wrestling business, but he likes to talk trash a lot on certain people. He talked trash on CM Punk all those years ago, and 
like you said, like who's getting the biggest reactions nowadays? Who's got the most? Who's probably selling the most merchandise? When I just watch uh, Raw, SmackDown, especially SmackDown, LA Knight shirts everywhere in the crowd. Yeah, he gets the biggest pops. Um, and he's being treated like a megastar, like he says he is. Yeah. So if trip if it's true that Triple H agrees with Kevin Nash, clearly, like, I mean, Triple H is still a part of creative. So like, I just don't get that part. Like, why are you talking to Kevin Nash saying stuff about LA Knight? Yeah. But yet he's still getting pushed. And I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's why of, I feel like he's just full of shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does sound like he's either full of shit or if he isn't, you know, Triple H, either that or Triple H is just stroking his ego. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. At the, end, at the end of the day, he's probably looking at it like, look at these merch sales. Right. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, as long as you're getting over with the crowd and the crowd wants to see more of you and they're buying your shit, go for it. This guy, know? I mean, this guy's been working his ass off, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not, he's not a young guy and he's been in other companies and he's finally getting his due. And it's just so like happy for him and excited to see where his career goes from here. Yeah. Cause they're, I mean, they're pushing him big time right now. I, I feel like he's, the biggest star in the company right now besides you know somebody like john cena or uh um seth rollins like he's he's up there yeah i feel like um <clears throat> it's funny it's interesting to see who kevin nash gets into arguments with it's always the most over people cm punk at the time was the most over now la night <laughs> It's a jealous man. <laughs> like, this is how you know you're way over. Is if if, if Kevin Nash has a criticism about you, if if Kevin Nash is criticizing you, you're over. Yeah. Go fix your quads, Kevin. You know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't even know. Like, you know, and like, look, I get it. Like, he's a legend and all that shit. Yeah, I get it. Cool, but at the same time, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know, it's like if something works and the people dig it, who the fuck cares where it came from? Who who the fuck cares? Everybody takes inspiration from everybody. And like you said, Ellie Knight is not a young guy. He's been doing this for a while. You know, so he 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 was he was in that he was there during that era where all those guys were cutting promos like that. It wasn't just The Rock and Stone Cold. It was hell. It was Triple H too. He would cut promos like that. Shawn Michaels. Like I'm trying to think of who else. You know. That would cut promos back in the day. Um, I, I don't know. Like, there's just, you know, all of those people cut promos like that, you know? And, you know, it's just like, look, if Seth Rollins were to do that, probably doesn't get over. If Seth Rollins came out, like, let's just say there wasn't no shield or anything like that, and Seth Rollins tried to do that character that Ellie Knight is doing, it doesn't get over. Oh, I agree. I don't think it gets over. What is you he know? gain what is what is Kevin Nash gaining from making these accusations? Accusations? Accusations. Yeah. And like comments like there's a whole lot of jealousy there. Nothing. It's, it's just If it's, it works, it works. Like just let it be, you know? He just he just wants the beef, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's Arby's, bro. He wants the beef. Like if it's good for the wrestling business, then like just be supportive of it. You know. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You know. Um. 
Yeah, it's it sounds like yeah, it does sound like jealousy, or it sounds like you know, um, I don't know. It, it's it's I don't know. I can't. There's there's something that I don't know what to say about it. It's he's just, just jealous that Ellie Knight's got more charisma in his little pinky <laughs> than Kevin Nash ever had in his entire career. Yeah, I don't know. It it could be that you know. It's it's just um, I don't know. I just find it funny when when people. Uh, try to poke holes at, 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 the, at the people that are getting over, you know? Yeah. Like, when Brian Danielson was getting over, how many, you know, how many of these older generation guys are like, why do people like him? What's he, what's he doing? Like, you know, he's just a small guy. They would always be like, oh, he's a small guy. I'm like, guys, it has nothing to do with his size. It has to do with, like, what he's doing in the ring. It has to do with, like, the promos he's cutting, it has to do with the yes movement. People just gravitate towards something. Mm-hmm. And if it works, it works, you know? People can relate to, like, some of these characters. And <clears throat> like you said earlier, like, people steal things from each other all the time. Yeah. And if it works, then let it be. And somebody like L.A. Knight, who Kevin Nash claims has a little, like, is trying to steal The Rock and Stone Cold's gimmicks. Like, if he's got a little bit of both or a little bit of all these other, you know, guy's characters in him then just let him show that to the world and it's clearly working so i don't i don't don't know man yeah you know it's it's i mean be one thing if like stone cold was coming out or the rock was coming out be like yo why are you doing my shit you know but it's not them it's kevin ash who has nothing to do with it yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) you know it's like 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 it's, it's the funny thing too. It's like Kevin Nash isn't even accusing him of stealing Daniel Bryan stuff because yeah, it's basically just yes. Right, we're in the yeah movement now. Yeah, there was the yes movement. Now there's a yeah movement. Soon there's going to be a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I think my favorite thing is that the the yeah chants are kind of replacing the what chants. Yeah, that's been going on for twenty I mean, plus years. I mean, the what chants are still there every now and then. You know. It's the what chant. It's the what versus the yeahs now. Sometimes you'll hear a what, and sometimes you'll hear a you're, you'll hear a yeah. Yeah, it just depends. Um, but like, I think I think uh, I, and again, like it's funny that Kevin Nash. I, 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 if it's true that Triple H felt this way, I'd be like, if I were Triple H, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude. Why are you going on your podcast and saying this shit to the people when I when this is between me and you? All right, not even that. Even if like if it's not true and Kevin Ash is just saying this stuff, and then Triple H is seeing all that online or whatever. Yeah. Like if I was him, I'd be like, dude, why are you telling these telling these lies basically about me? I mean, it go, yeah. Like either way, either way, you know, whether it's true or not true, either way, Triple H is either like, what the fuck, bro. Call me. I'm like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to run a business here. <laughs> what are you doing? Sitting on your ass? What are you doing, bro? Come on. Why are you, why are you trying to start beef with one of my guys? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just like, like that was, that was my first thought was like, if I'm Triple H, it, let's just say it's true. You know, let's give Kevin Nash the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say it's true that this is what Triple H feels. You know? Who gives a fuck? He's still pushing LA Knight, you know. He's still he's still uh, doing you know. LA Knight is is kind of being featured as this like 
it's weird to say young upstart, even though he's not young, but like he's, he's, they're featuring him as if like, 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 you know, like he's, he's the guy to come and save John Cena. He's the guy that will, you know, um, say or cut the promos that, you know, that, that, you know, maybe he shouldn't, I don't know. Like it's just, they're presenting him in a way where it's very clearly obvious that he is going to be the babyface to Roman's heel on SmackDown. I agree. You know, and let it happen. Because guess what? Roman needs it, I feel like. I feel like Roman's running out of people to face from now until WrestleMania. <laughs> Dude, LA Knight and Randy Orton are the only two people that I can think of that he hasn't gone through yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's just a matter of time before that happens, before that matchup happens. Um, I got a feeling if I had to lay down some money, and this is just a feeling, I'm not 100% sure, LA Knight versus Roman at Survivor Series. Because apparently Roman Reigns is supposed to be returning back on SmackDown the week after Fastlane. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he does return. I mean, he is feuding with the bloodline right now. You know, yeah, exactly. So there's, boom, there's the... There's that road. There's that. There's that little fast lane to the to the universal title. Right. I mean, who Roman. else? Does, who else does Roman have a match with at Survivor Series? You know, there's no one. Yeah, nobody. You know. Um. And it depends. It depends if they do uh, what's it called, the War Games. Mm, they could at Survivor Series. Yeah. You know? Who knows? Maybe they hold off Roman's next title defense again. <laughs> until, Probably until the Rumble. You know. Or, or you know. Probably the Rumble. So who knows? Who knows where? Again, who knows where LA Knight will be by the time WrestleMania comes rolling around. But, again, it's working. And if I'm Triple H, I'm like, yo, Kevin Nash, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're making yourself look like an idiot. You're making me look bad either way. Even if you're, even if you're telling the truth or you're lying, you're still making me look bad, you know? Because yeah. you're my friend. <laughs> so whatever dumb shit you do, it just, it just rolls back on me. And it's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Calm down. You know, uh, <laughs> just just chill out, okay? I'm trying or, to make this a better place. Yeah, where's Big Daddy cool when you need him? <laughs> he ain't being cool right <laughs> he now. He ain't being cool, bro. <laughs> let me get, let me let me go get a Bud Light for you. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 just um, it's hilarious to me um, because again, we watched SmackDown this past week. Ellie Knight's music hits the fucking roof is blown off the building. When he comes to make the save for John Cena. I might get myself an LA Knight shirt next week. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I, I always buy the shirts by the design. I've never bought a shirt because of the person. Although, it, but it also does depend on the person. You know? Yeah. Like, the like I do regret buying the, the yellow GTS shirt from CM Punk. <laughs> Like visually, it's not a great shirt. That one faded really quick. You know, like it was, it wasn't the best. You know, but you know, I I, I remember that original CM Punk shirt, Mwah, perfect. I remember the Nexus CM Punk shirt, perfection. The original one, the white one. Yeah, yeah. So that one I got hanging up on my wall, signed. Yeah, I, mean, I should probably get mine signed too because I, I I don't think I'll ever fit in it again, <laughs> unless I like super diet. But uh, <laughs> even then. Um, I'm sure they'll re- like they'll re-release like a like a limited edition version of it whenever he comes back, you know. 
Yeah, that's the key word, when he comes when, back. When he comes back. Um, but, yeah, so L.A. Knight came, came out to save John Cena. So at Fastlane next week after SmackDown in St. Louis, which we will be at. Um, so uh, it'll be John Cena and L.A. Knight versus uh, uh, what's-his-face and Jimmy Uso. <laughs> so let's go. Solo. Solo. <laughs> Solo. I forgot his name. Man, um, L.A. Knight and Cena, what a team. Yeah. When I look at L.A. Knight, like, he kind of reminds me a little bit of John Cena just because of his, like, his superstardom right now, his merchandise. Uh, like, just looking at them together in the ring, like, it just, it works for me, you know? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say L.A. Knight is definitely not on the level of John Cena. I don't think there's a lot of people close to John Cena, but you never know. He could get there pretty quick. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I mean, he's done some acting stuff, so it's like there's there there is the possibility that you know he could get spot on stuff, and you know he goes off and do and does something similar, you know, because again, he's not that young, so it's like you know you he really has to kind of consider his career and what are the next moves he's going to be doing, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, he's definitely he's <clears throat> definitely the top three, not even just baby faces in the company, just uh, star, like superstars in the company. As far as, like, most over, and I'm not counting John Cena because he's just always over. So get, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? I'm talking about guys that are there right now that are just the most over they've ever been. I would, let me, I'll give you my top five. Cody Rhodes. I would say he's number one. Easily. Number two, Roman Reigns. But he's kind of waning because he's not, he's not showing up. And also, you know... Uh, and I'm glad that somebody else called this out, but Roman uh, and and this is why a lot of people say you don't have to watch a Roman Reigns match because you really don't because it's a, it's the same formula. And I've said this before, Roman Reigns has the same formula of matches. Um, you know, start off solid match, and then we get into some shenanigans with the ref. And the referee goes down, and then voila, somebody from the bloodline comes in, fucks it up for somebody, and then Roman Reigns wins. It's an attitude era match. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just that same match. It's that same formula over and over again, you know? And, but so Roman Reigns is two. Number three, Dom Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four, L.A. Knight. I feel like, I feel like L.A. Knight is Dom's uh, reverse. Like if, if Dominic always gets booed the second he starts speaking, L.A. Knight gets cheered just as loud. Biggest heel, biggest baby. Well... I I don't know if LA Knight's the biggest baby face yet. Maybe he is. Uh, but I would say Dom's definitely the biggest heel. Yes. So right now, so those are my top four. Fifth, Seth Rollins. He's he's barely squeaking by, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's it's. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? If you were to ask me last year, who would be the most over people in WWE? You know. I wouldn't have said L.A. Knight, and I wouldn't have said Dominic. No. <laughs> you know? And honestly, I take that back. I feel like L.A. Knight is getting this. I don't know if it's the same or, like, very close to the reactions that Cody gets as far as, like, babyface territory because yeah. he's up there. It's up there. It's possible. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I think um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting time right now for SmackDown. As far as like the men's division, I feel like they're 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 pretty good. They're on solid feet, especially with John Cena back and Roman Reigns gone. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like 
I, honestly, I feel like that's why they brought Cena back because they knew Roman was going to be gone. And Cena, you know, they're like, you know, hey, there's a there's an actor strike. <laughs> Can't do shit. <laughs> why don't you just come back? For a while? They even got The Rock to come back for one night. Yeah, they got The Rock come back. So we'll see where this all leads to. We don't know where. Um, but but I think, you know, LA Knight is definitely on the path to being one of Roman Reigns' matches in between WrestleMania. Now, who knows? I don't know if they change plans with LA Knight in Roman Reigns. That's a possibility. We can talk about that in wrestling overtime. Um, let me see how long. Oh, we still got plenty of time. Um, we can probably, we can, you know, we'll discuss that more in wrestling overtime once we get there. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, it's been a lot of uh, fun watching LA Knight's rise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on to another subject, let's stick with Jade Cargill for a second because I sent you that interview, that little interview that she did. Um, a couple of months ago, uh, about and they were at, they asked her about CM Punk, and you know it was just interesting that you know, this this was post the All Out incident last year, you know. So they asked her about that, and she's like, "Hey, look, like, I wasn't there. I don't, you know, it. I don't know. Like, basically, just like I don't know. It, it is what it is, you know. But before that, they asked her about like." CM Punk, like what kind of interactions has she had with him? And she said, look, he's been great to me. Like he's been nothing but great to me. He's giving me great advice. Look at that. CM Punk gave somebody some advice. Oh shit. Watch out. And they took it. (laughs) Oh shit. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's not that hard to just take the advice. It's not that hard. hard. But, um, but yeah, it's like, again, it's, like it, it, at this point, and I know we're pro punk on this podcast, even though we don't condone everything he did, right? I agree. You know, but we're still pro punk on this podcast, and it's just funny to just hear more people come out and be like, "Yo, he was cool with me, bro. Like he was nice to me. Like hell, even when he was doing that whole uh, rant on at all out, he, he was he took a moment to be like yo i hope adam cole gets better you know he's a sweetheart you know <laughs> in the middle of that rant he's like i hope he gets better i hope you know he's such a sweetheart like i'm sure that adam cole has his own relationship with cm punk that's you know that isn't the ones with the with the bucks well yeah adam cole even came out and said like punk was always nice to him too and they always got along so there you go you know so it's like so it, you know like here's the thing like <laughs> Well, I feel like me and you are always going to be, you know, punk apologists, but it's, 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 it's the cross we bear, you know? <laughs> it's a sacrifice we're willing to take, you know? I'm willing to die on this hill. It's, it's this cross we bear with CM Punk, but it's like, look, if you can't get along with CM Punk, I feel like that's a you thing. I don't know. That's my opinion. If you can't get along with that guy, it's a you thing. It's an ego thing, you know? It's usually an ego thing, you know? Like, think of all the people that CM Punk gets along with. Let's just let's just run down the checklist. The Rock, Numero Uno, mm. John Cena, right there. Two of the biggest stars in the world. Two of the biggest right there. Now, if we want to go with AEW, Adam Cole. Everybody, everybody says Adam Cole is the nicest guy in the world. Baby. Now, if the nicest guy in the world can get along with CM Punk, who I can I will say, you know, as much as I love him. He can be 
bit much to work with. Who knows? Like, I've never worked with him, but from from just the years of, of, of people saying this and that, let's just give the, those people the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, maybe he is a little bit difficult to work with. But it's probably because he cares a lot. You know, that aside, Adam Cole, right there, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. That's right there. That's five right there. Let's go back to WWE. <laughs> Cody Rhodes had nothing but good things to say about him, even whenever that shit happened. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Jade Cargill. That's number eight. You know, I mean, we could run down the whole fucking list, you know. Um, and like, and that's the thing, too. It's like people will always be like, well, he doesn't get along with the Miz. You know who else doesn't get along with the Miz? Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, and they put their beef to the side and had a pretty good story a yeah. few years back. And also, Punk showed up at a Raw to apologize to the Miz. There's a picture of them. I don't know if there's a picture of them together, but still, like, I don't know how that went, but I'm sure it was probably fine. Um, yeah. So, Punk is willing to, like, work with people. And he's, like, showing that he cares that's the other thing too. Like he just cares. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. That's the fault with people who care too much. They get blamed for shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like being difficult, difficult to work with. <laughs> difficult to work with. Yeah, of course, it wouldn't be difficult to work with. I care about this shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, like if you ever notice, like in TV shows or something, like the person who cares the most usually is a little bit difficult to work with, you know? Right. <laughs> they're always asking you too much, or they're asking of you too much, or whatever. But, but at the same time, it's because they care. And once you get to know them, and once you get to kind of, you know, realize, like, why they care so much, you start to care. So, it, I don't know. It, to me, you know, again, I feel like every week we find new ways to defend <laughs> <laughs> He's brought up on this podcast pretty much every week. I feel like if, if, if it's not Dominic we're bringing up, it's punk. <laughs> You know, just look at the names that you just listed off there. Like some of the most well-respected, like professional wrestlers out there, or stars. If you're talking about The Rock, yeah, John Cena. Like if those guys have respect for Punk and like Punk, then yeah, it's a you thing for yeah. sure. It is a you thing, man. You know, like that's the thing with like you know, it's it's all about respect. You know, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Back in the day when CM Punk used to yell out respect. It's like, it's all about respect. Good old days. You know, and it's like, if you have respect for somebody, you know, you will, uh, egos aside, you'll, you'll get along with them for the betterment of a company or for your job or whatever, you know. And clearly, Punk had some, even if it's a little bit of respect for 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 certain people in AEW to at least, you know, uh, go out and do his match with in Wembley to offer you know to extend his hand and and try to squash the beef with the Young Bucks. So again, it's just you know more of this stuff keeps like uh, just a lot of this stuff with Punk starts surf- resurfacing or surfacing you know in these past weeks of just like you know like. He's if if he is a problem, it's not as big as people think he is. And there's just more to the story. I, this is going to be a great documentary one day. <laughs> all I could say is that this all this this saga 
of, of CM Punk. It's going to be a wonderful documentary mm, one day. Can't wait to and watch it. I wonder. I hope I can be the one to tell it. I want to be the documentarian. I want to be there in the trenches. Be like, yo, what happened? What really happened? And then go to the almost Be like, yo, what the fuck really happened? And, and why like, was it your fault? <laughs> why was it your fault? And I want to go to Tony Khan and be like, how much did you fear for your life? <laughs> From I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move my hands apart and you tell me how big exactly how scary was this lunge you know was it was it like a Black Panther lunge was it an Iron Man lunge was it a Superman lunge what mm. kind of lunge how what would you what would you describe a lunge on a scale of one to lunge <laughs> you know was it just a step forward is that the lunge you're talking about uh. but uh. But I don't know. Like this is again. This is just going to be a wonderful, you know, documentary one day, or or an episode of uh, Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, of the Ring. Ring. <laughs> you know, this is going to be whichever one it is. You know, it'll be funny. And of course, we know who Dave Meltzer will be uh, uh, talking lovely about. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> everybody talks lovely about him. You know, it's just hilarious. And um, yeah, no, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how all of this unfolds um uh yeah i'm i don't know i just i just think um wwe right now is in a great place not not the best but they're in a great place right now they could be fine-tuning the women's division like we've said like we've explained on this podcast but i think also they're just doing well in numbers they're doing well with live attendance they're you know it's just, it's just right now. It's the place to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And apparently, apparently, this is the sentiment from a couple of WWE stars, or not, not WWE stars, former WWE stars, is that they view going to AEW as a step down. I saw that too, you know. So whatever that means, I don't know. Like it depends. Um, it's interesting to hear that from. Whoever the news source was, I don't know, but sources are saying <laughs> these sources they got a they got a lot to say. <laughs> we got to find these stooges in all these companies, bro. <laughs> a lot of these guys, guys and girls, are watching WWE and like, damn, what am I doing here? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's hilarious. Um, Anyway, where was I? <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. So uh yeah, right now WWE is the place to be. AEW right now, I don't know, like if I if I'm Edge, you know, I'm seriously I seriously got to reevaluate whether I want to go to AEW even if my best friend is there. You know? Yeah. Um uh... Maybe he's looking at it in a different way. Like, he's at the end of his career. He's really got nothing to lose. If he wants to go to AEW for, you know, a short stint to end his career with Christian and maybe help the company, who knows? I mean, I'm sure he'll help. Yeah. He's a great, uh, he's got a great wrestling mind, you know, great for the business. So, I mean, it's really, I just, I don't see it, you know? When the rumor started that Edge was going to possibly sign with the AEW, I'm like, man, he's just, I feel like he's WWE for life. He's one of those guys. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what I used to think, too. You know, that he was a WWE guy for life. But you never know. You know? You never know. Things yeah, happen. Things to, change. 
You know, apparently they couldn't agree on uh, on price. You know, on the moolah, on the cheddar, on the dough. You gotta must be idiot to let Edge go. You know, um, but again, you know, it must have been too much for the schedule he had. You know, I don't know. And who knows? Like we said off air earlier, Wrestle Dream coming Maybe. up. I don't know. It's, I, still, uh, I still don't give a fuck about Wrestle Dream. I don't either. But still, like rumors are going around, Edge might be. Uh, Making a surprise, his surprise debut. Possibly. His, his contract expires as of, when is it? Today? September 30th. Um. It, yeah, today. Yeah. Today September 30th. As of this recording, it's September 30th. It's a perfect storm. Perfect storm, yeah. Which, still, I, they just announced Christian and Darby Allen are main eventing Wrestle Dream in a two out of three falls match for the uh, TNT Championship. That's the main event? And I think there might be a reason why. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, who knows? You know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? I mean, there's that speculation, but then people think that uh, Edge is under the Devil Mask. You know, I don't buy that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all. It, well, yeah, it wouldn't make sense unless they're putting Edge immediately in a world title picture situation, which. I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I think the obvious way to go is to get him involved with Christian, whether it's one-on-one, tag match. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess we could uh, transition into Adam Cole's injury. Yeah. The, um, The devil mask. Yeah. There's a lot of theories out there that this injury isn't that serious and that Adam Cole is behind the attack on Jay White and working in cahoots with uh Roddy, Roderick Strong. Mm. I don't know the I don't know who the other masked men are who attack Jay White, but I don't know. There's a lot of chatter. Well, that, why would you attack Jay White? Cuz that's that was someone that confronted MJF. So you're helping MJF. Yeah, but or is it are they trying to tarnish his his, you know, his is like uh, his his face turn. Are they trying to be like, oh, look at him, he's still the same guy? Yeah, is that what the deal, the deal I is? I think they they want you to believe that MJF is under. My theory is that it has something to do with Adam Cole, but I think they want you to believe that MJF is behind the attack with the mm-hmm. devil mask, and they're trying to make you believe, oh, well, now that Adam Cole has kind of gone away for a while, MJF's going back to his old ways because mm. Adam Cole was kind of like the angel. On MJF's shoulder, you know, but now he doesn't have that angel anymore. I don't. I don't buy it. I still think MJF is still going to be this babyface character going forward. And as soon as Adam Cole comes back, I still think Adam's going to be the one that turns on him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Like it's at this point, anybody could turn on anybody right now. We don't yeah. know. Like they might. They might. They might double. Uh, they might double cross us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they might, they might, they, they they might go the other way because we're thinking they're going this way. I don't know. Like it's just, it's 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 anybody's guess right now as to how they book, um, you know, MJF and Adam Cole. Um, once Adam Cole's injury is okay enough for him to start wrestling, you know. Yeah. Also, the fact that they did not relinquish the tag titles. Now things could change at Wrestle Dream if MJF does lose the handicap match for the titles on his own or whatever. 
But the fact that they didn't strip or relinquish those titles makes me feel like, oh, maybe this injury of Adam Coles isn't that serious, and he won't be gone for as long as we think. So there's that theory. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's a good story. It's a shame that regardless, if this injury is pretty serious, then it's a shame because they were on a roll with this MJF, MJF, Adam Cole stuff. Yeah, it is, it is a shame, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Again, the only stuff I'm watching on AEW, like as far as like whenever I get a chance to like YouTube that shit, it's usually the MJF Adam Cole stuff. Yeah. You know, um, if I see Christian on there, I'll definitely click just to see whose father he's roasted <laughs> next. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's some good shit. So right now it's it's Christian and uh, and and uh, MJF slash Adam Cole that are keeping me tuned in. Yeah. You know, but. Everything else is just kind of meh. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really give a fuck, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like they, if Edge comes to uh, AEW, I feel like Edge needs to like fucking whip some people into shape there and be like, yo, the fuck you guys are doing here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those, it's just, I was going to say it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I feel like him and, and Brian, um, Danielson need to team up for Collision and and start producing some like banger television. Fucking again, we said it last week. We'll say it again. They have Ricky fucking Starks there. Guy can talk like nobody's business. Give him a microphone. Give him segments to do. Give him stuff to do so that you know. Again, the audience there they'll be invested, but then people at home that don't know him will get invested. And again, you can build him up to be the uh, MJF's uh, opponent again. You know, you can build Sammy Guevara as this. Oh, well, no, never mind, because they t- they made him heal. But I would have I would have built him up as a babyface. If anything, I would have been like like you know I would I would have made Chris Jericho turn on him. And uh, yeah, I, I would have made Chris Jericho turn on Sammy Guevara because I feel like Sammy as a heel. We've seen it already. Like we've we've done that already, so many times. Like we haven't had a proper Sammy Guevara babyface run, a proper one. He's been a heel ever since he joined the company, basically, because the inner circle started when the, when the I think the the first or second episode of Dynamite, and and ever since he's been like heel mid heel kind of in and out. I feel like right now they should have pulled the trigger on Sammy as a face. And have him and build him up as a face, and just try to try to see where they, that could go. But again, I don't know what Tony Khan sees in this story. Where again, Sammy Guevara turns heel. Like what? I don't know who it helps. Doesn't help. It doesn't help Sammy because he's already done this. You know, he's already been a heel. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit. You gonna I, disagree with me? I'm gonna disagree with you. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Um, I feel like when Sammy, Sammy's great in ring, his in ring stuff is great. There's no denying that, but his promos, uh, when I listen to his promos, they just kind of make me cringe a little bit. Like, I just don't believe what he's saying. So I think it was a smart move to put him with Don Callis because Don Callis can help him with that part. Um, 
of his wrestling career. And yeah, sure, I agree that he probably his heel run has been a little too long. But maybe just make it a little bit longer. Let him work out the kinks and his promo skills. Because he's, I, I don't know about you, but he's kind of easy to hate for me. Like, I don't know. I just look at him, I'm like, this guy just looks like a douchebag. Mm. <laughs> um, but over time, I don't know how much longer it's going to take. Um, he will be that baby face eventually. Like, he's still young. He's still got plenty of time uh, to be that big time, like, good guy in the company. And him teaming up with Down Cows for a little bit will help with that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And people uh, people love Chris Jericho already anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of easy to make him the baby face. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. I don't know. Anyways, guys, that is all the time we have today for Wrestling with Stooges. Uh, again, make sure to check us out every Tuesday for Wrestling with Stooges. Our next episode... Uh, our next episode is Wrestling with Overtime, which drops on Friday, so check that out. We'll discuss um, booking for WrestleMania. We'll discuss what else are we going to discuss in Wrestling Overtime? Um, shit, what was, uh, damn, I forgot. I know we, yeah, you said discuss booking for WrestleMania. Um, yeah. damn, so, something else. I mentioned that we would talk about it in Wrestling Overtime. Um, shit. Yeah, I know. We'll probably think of it by the time it airs. Maybe. Let's hope so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, check us out Wrestling Overtime where we get to all the stuff we did, we couldn't get to this week. Uh, and, again, guys, if you're in the St. Louis area and you want to watch the best professional wrestling in the area, in the city, go to Glory Pro Show. The next show is October 15th uh, at the Gateway Center. Uh, in Collinsville, Illinois, make sure to grab your tickets. Cole Caban is going to be there. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett of the Kingdom are going to be there. All ROH slash AW stars, they're going to be there. And then you get to see Camaro Jackson. You get to see Tootie Lynn. You get to see Laney Luck. You get to see Cody Lane. You get to see Warhorse. There's, there's, we're going to have all your favorites there. Make sure to be there. I'll be there. Tim is definitely going to fucking be there. I am. Tim's going to be there. Um, it's, it's a pretty big show. We're running it. I think this is our first time running in, in the Gateway Center. And if anybody knows the Gateway Center, that's where they used to run ROH shows before, uh, they sold to Tony Khan. So it's a pretty big deal for us guys. So make sure to get your tickets. Uh, front row is selling out fast. Second row is selling out fast. Um, get your VIP meet and greets for Matt Taven and Mike Bennett or Colt Cabana. And go to patreon.com slash glory pro wrestling. If you're watching our episodes of Ascend and you want to just pitch in, you know, help us out. You know, this, uh, you're getting this for free on YouTube and on Twitter. You can watch it on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, the fourth episode of Ascend just dropped last Thursday, this past Thursday. So check it out. Main event, Rohit Raju versus Kenny Alfonso. So check it out, guys. You're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it. It's, it's. I would say it's one of the best um, produced, you know, indie shows turned YouTube shows, in my opinion. Again, I'm very biased. You know, I work on it. A lot of my friends work on it. But I think it's one of the best. So, you know, if you feel like pitching in, helping out, you know, for for enjoying some great wrestling, you know, you don't got to give a whole lot of money for Patreon. You know, just five bucks or something. You know, you get early access to Ascend episodes. 
So you don't you don't have to wait till Thursday to watch them. You get them early. So plus exclusive content that I'm actually working on that you will get on Patreon only. And the only way to get it is to fucking you know be a patron. Go sub go go go. I don't I don't know if they have a pay award for it. Subscribe or patronize. I don't know. <laughs> go be a patron on patreon.com slash glory pro wrestling and go to youtube.com slash glory pro wrestling to catch every episode of glory pro wrestling ascend on Thursdays at 6 PM. Make sure to mark your calendars every Thursday. Um, and again, we are the stooges. I'm Tim. <laughs> oh, hey, Tim. I'm Oscar. What's up, Oscar? <laughs> stooges <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>